morning victory family and friends this is the day that the lord has made we rejoice and we are glad in it my name is paul i'm privileged to serve as pastor of victory church of charlottesville uh, and this is is our 29 minute moment on sunday mornings that i'm glad you have joined us for uh, our vision at victory is to see people reconcile to god and to each other and so thank you for taking time out of your day to make us your virtual church home for 29 uh, minutes. As you can tell, we are still online and we will be for the remainder of 2020. Um, though, of course, many of us uh, who are uh, comfortable gathering in smaller groups and doing so safely are doing just that uh, until we can do so more formally as a large group church family. Um, I, I'm just grateful for everyone who... Uh, who, who continues to serve as unto the Lord. You continue to volunteer in some capacity, though we tried to make intentional efforts to minimize responsibility toward that end um, so that you can minister first to yourself and then those close to you in this season. Thank you for serving. Thank you for volunteering. Thank you for continuing to engage, whether you're uh, uh, leading a victory group or participating in one, whether you are managing social media uh, ensuring that the audio recording gets uploaded to our mobile app and so much more. We are still the church. Um, though the brick and mortar be closed, the church very much is still is still open. That said, I miss you uh, dearly. Just the simple things like uh, standing outside or rather inside near the doors at Walker and checking in on how your semester is going, uh, checking in on how the job is going, how the kids are doing going into our fellowship room, AKA the art room, uh, seeing the nice spread that hospitality set up every single week and seeing groups of people who would uh, gather there both to strengthen existing relationships, but also to establish some new ones. I miss that uh, and I miss you. And I pray that sooner than later, we can return to that fellowship. Uh, but I'm grateful for the medium we do have to continue um, and, and no doubt God uh, we thank you for being with us, even in this space. And let me thank God in advance now for maintaining this internet connection that we've had a little bit of trouble with this morning. But uh, what's uh, what's what's technology if there isn't uh, every now and then a few mishaps? So we're going to pray that that everything is sustained, and if not, we'll record the sermon and post it for all. But thank you again for spending this time uh, with us today. We're kicking off a new sermon series for the month of. September, uh, and we're going to focus on the Holy Spirit this month. And so the scripture today that we're going to look at is Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. One thing I, I do appreciate about this space and time, we, 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 we at times were able to put the lyrics and such across the screen, but we've, again, pulled back in, in ways to allow uh, our teams to, uh, to, to remain as balanced, whatever that means in this season. Uh, and so we're going a little bit back, if you will, to when we had to actually take out our Bibles or in these days our phone uh, or maybe it's an audio book and, or whatever it is that you uh, might access in this moment. So turn with me however you can to Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. As you do that, I just want to pray. Heavenly Father, we pray. Uh, firstly, we just thank you for your word, the God-inspired, God-breathed word of God, useful for our teaching rebuking, correcting, training up in righteousness. Thank you for this opportunity to study together. I pray according to your word that you open up our eyes so that we may see all of the wonderful things you have for us in your law. Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to breathe on this message. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Amen. Zechariah chapter 4, uh, we're going to read one verse this morning, verse 6. It says, So he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. I want to lift three words out of that verse today for our message title, and that is by my spirit, by my spirit. I want to start just by shouting out every single educator um, who is showing up in their Zoom meetings, uh, maybe with their sweatpants on and their nice top, but you're showing up, you're squeezing every little bit out of the technological medium that we have available, Zoom, Google Meet, uh, uh, VoiceThread, Flipgrid, Snapchat, you name it, uh, Seesaw, FaceTime even, Messenger Kids, uh, on and on. And knowing even that all of those incredible resources won't reach everyone. And knowing that, getting some comfortable shoes on and going to students, providing instruction and encouragement from a safe distance, dropping off materials that they hope will make a difference. Educators, we thank you. Nonprofit partners in this season especially, we thank you. Anybody serving in this space right now will attest to all of this, all of this taking even more time, more energy, more work, more creativity, and still educators wish that they could do even more to serve the students in their care because they love, they empathize, they care for their students, our kids, if you're a parent, more than most could ever realize. Many teachers and educators, counselors, administrators, and other staff, they're losing sleep over kids who aren't even theirs. And so today, to all of you, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Truth is, many of uh, you all, many educators are doing a lot, a lot right now. Putting out all that they can, exhausting every ounce of creativity. And yet at the end of the day, educators are still left to hope in this season that some of it sticks. To hope that there's growth in the academic domain. To hope that there's growth uh, on that socio-emotional domain, to hope that there's growth uh, and, 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 and uh, continued resilience and positive trajectory on the career domain. After educators have done all they can, they just stand and hope. And the truth is, for all of us who follow Jesus Christ, as we endeavor to please the Lord, we too sow but only God can grow. We plant and we water, but only God can give the increase. In this text, Zechariah is the prophet uh, being spoken to by the Lord, and Zechariah is one of the uh, minor prophets in the Old Testament. And during his ministry, Zechariah stressed the presence of the Lord uh, with his people and also the necessity to obey the Lord, particularly in matters of justice, mercy, compassion, and truthfulness. Zechariah was concerned that the returned exiles uh, wouldn't repeat the mistakes of their forefathers whose disobedience had brought about and brought upon them the Lord's judgment. And so Zechariah really emphasized to that end social justice for widows, orphans, 
the foreigners. And Zechariah experienced to that end a set of visions given by God. And so here in chapter 4 and, verse, and chapter 3 as well, the visions are concerned with and in support of the leadership roles of, of Jeshua and Zerubbabel, who's named here in the sixth verse of chapter 4. Particularly in their reconstructing the temple that had been destroyed. Zechariah, though, makes it clear that building the temple is not all that's needed, but that the people also have to deal with the sin that led to the destruction of the temple to begin with and to rebuild their covenant relationship with God. And so in this vision in chapter 4, one of several, Zechariah sees after being awakened by an angel, a solid gold lampstand with a bowl at the top and seven lamps on it with seven channels to those lamps. And verse 3 also says there were two olive trees by it, one on the right of the bowl and the other on the left. The lampstand is thought to symbolize the bearing of witness or testimony. Isaiah 60 chapter, uh, verses 1 through 3 speaks of restored Israel as being a light to which the nations in the world of darkness will come. And that light, of course, is none other than the light of God and the person of the Messiah. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2 says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And so these two olive trees on either side of the lampstand are presumably from which oil would flow without ceasing, suggesting that what's in view here is the source of supply for the testimony symbolized by these lamps. So then Zechariah then asks, in verse 4, what are these, my Lord? <laughs> and I couldn't help but think, if y'all excuse me, of Shuri when she said to Chachala in Black Panther, what are those? <laughs> what a person and talent we will miss in Chaz Chadwick Boseman. But Zachariah asked, what are these, my Lord? And he answered, do you not know what these are? No, Zachariah says. So then the angel says to Zechariah, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. And often these are quoted words and certainly they're encouraging in a, in a universal sense, but they are especially so in seemingly impossible conditions. Has anybody ever found themselves in what seemed to be an impossible circumstance? These words are directed at Zerubbabel, the governor, who's helping again to lead this reconstruction of the temple, which wasn't just some ordinary building, but the place in which God's presence and his glory would dwell. And Zerubbabel, though, is not unlike you and me. He was commissioned for a task and along the way faced some opposition and likely some discouragement. Verse 7 even of chapter 4 even goes on to talk about a mighty mountain, which many have interpreted in different ways. But suffice it to say, there were some enormous challenges in the way, whether it was the Persian Empire or some other threats. The challenge, the difficulties, the hurdles were very real. But how many know the word of God is even more real? The word to Zerubbabel here is simple but clear. Zerubbabel need not fear the size nor the difficulty of the task. Why? Because God's supply of power is sufficient for any and every situation. Zerubbabel would sow, but only God could grow. You mean even in a pandemic where Victory Church finds itself 
pursuing a vision of being reconciled to God and each other online, <laughs> a seemingly impossible situation, we sow, God grows. I often say we get to do the hard work. God, though, does the heart work. He builds the church, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, which then begs the question, what or who is the spirit? In the Hebrew translation of the Old Testament, the word for spirit in our text today is ruach. Kind of sounds like I'm clearing my throat a little bit. I'm doing my best with my Hebrew. If any of my friends from childhood whose bar and bat mitzvahs I attended, I'm sure you're getting a good laugh. But the word is ruach, the breath of life. The holy ruach cannot be tamed by mankind, but rather it tames or subdues all things to fulfill his own purpose. The question I would ask rhetorically is, is, are there any things in any of our lives that need to be subdued that we can't seem to do on our own? The Holy Ruach is God extending himself in active engagement with his creation in a very personal way. And no, this, this, this engagement doesn't begin in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, though we will get there, I promise. But any biblical theology of the Spirit's work must recognize the progressive and the cumulative character of historical revelation. The fruit of the Spirit, for example, in Galatians 5, can be seen exemplified in Old Testament believers. Take a look at Hebrews 11, the honor roll of faith, just to have that illustrated. So if you're listening or watching and you're tempted to maybe throw away the Old Testament in our month-long conversation about the Holy Spirit, before you do, take a look, for example, at Genesis 1, verse 2, when the Ruach of God was hovering over the waters. Look at Ezekiel 37 and the Ruach of God that was breathed into dry bones and those bones lived. Look at Isaiah chapter 63, verse 7, 7 through 14, and note that it was only the Holy Ruach that was the executive, if you will, the impetus behind the exodus. We don't have time to dig into every Old Testament story, but check out the lives of Joseph and Daniel and see the Holy Ruach on display in their lives. Check out Moses. And just as the Holy Ruach produced order and purpose out of the formless in Genesis, so the Spirit of God brought direction and liberation for the people of God. We sow God grows and yes certainly as we discuss in coming weeks which we will the holy pneuma p-n-e-u-m-a which is the greek translation of spirit in the new testament we'll see that the new testament is in the old testament concealed and that the new testament is just the old testament revealed we'll see that the activity of the divine ruach or pneuma is all about extending god's presence into creation to complete that which has been planned in the mind of God all along. And so here's the Rubabel for whom this vision was given to Zechariah. Though a descendant of David uh, and, and clearly a governor, he did not possess the same royal might as David nor Solomon. And even if he did, worldly power was inadequate for this task at hand, rebuilding the temple with a variety of circumstances that were prolonging that effort. God's work has been, always will be accomplished by the power of the Spirit. Symbolized here in this text by the vision 
of the oil of the olive trees that supplies the fuel for the lamps. I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that I imagine some of our lamps, particularly in this season, in this pandemic, in this, this day of watching black lives be, be devalued and destroyed and discarded on national television, I would venture to guess that some of our lamps, our lights might be a little bit dim. I wonder if anybody's lamp is beginning to flicker. Maybe you're watching this and you're saying, Flicker, my lamp's been out for a month, Paul. I am beyond done. There's good news. And the good news is that that oil of the Holy Spirit is available. And it isn't dependent on what strength you have left, your intellect, your financial capital, your degrees or pedigree, your stress level, or your job stratus status. This oil of the Holy Spirit flows today for all who will receive. Yes, we sow, but God grows. And, and I ought to say something somewhat parenthetically here. Uh, and if you've been listening for any period of time to, to, to the messages coming out of Victory Church, hopefully you know this, but the power of the Holy Spirit is absolutely necessary for the kingdom work that we're called to to be accomplished. I said earlier that God, though, he does the heart he does the heart work, but I also said that there's hard work that we get to do. We get the privilege of engaging. There is sowing for us to do. But what I also don't want us to fall prey to is after doing all of the hard work that we as a Victory Church community get to do, the sowing that we get to do, that we don't fall prey to looking too much for fruit from our hard work. Is it necessary? Absolutely. But the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ruach of God must breathe on that hard work, must breathe on our small group discussions for it to flourish. All of it must be bathed in prayer where the power of the Holy Spirit is invited and permitted to grow that which our sowing could never do on its own. And. As I close and we transition to communion, I fail to let you know up front, we're going to partake of the Lord's table together. So grab something if you can. As I close and this, I know may step on some toes. So we'll just bring it to the Lord's table together. As grateful as I am, and I am for those who send messages, send notes, emails, texts, otherwise saying, sending me positive vibes and energies and and, 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 and just the well wishes, as grateful as I am about that and don't split hairs about the language, I say thank you. Let me just say, if you really want to send Paul something, you really want to send Victory Church something, you really want to send your relative something, pray that the Holy Spirit breathes on them. Pray that the Ruach of God breathe on the circumstances in our lives right now. Pray that the breath of God would blow through our children's bodies every day. Pray that the Ruach of God would overwhelm our marriages. That the Ruach of God would blow on our mental, our emotional, our physical health in this pandemic. Pray that the Holy Spirit come. Because it's only by the Spirit that we can overcome. We sow, yes, but God grows. And in coming weeks, as we prayerfully have 
laid a foundation for the necessity of the breath of the Ruach, the Numa of God, the Holy Spirit, will emphasize even more the power of the Holy Spirit. Also how the Holy Spirit seals us, teaches us, and makes us effective witnesses. And the last Sunday of this month, I'll be joined here on this Facebook Live in a Zoom call that will stream by every group leader that facilitated conversations around Color of Compromise this summer with our Victory Church community so that we can reflect upon that group time and to pray that God's Holy Spirit breathe on our participation to be reconciled to God and to each other. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word of God. We thank you for the Holy Spirit, the Ruach. When you breathe, life happens. And as privileged as we are, as excited as we are, as glad as we are to serve, as the psalmist says, with gladness, to participate in seeing your will in heaven done here on earth, God, we know that it's not by our might nor by our power, but it's only by your spirit that the work that you've begun can be brought to fruition, to completion. And we know that what you have begun, you will bring to completion. So help us participate well, receive, and be a conduit through whom your Holy Spirit can flow. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So at this time, I'll give a minute, since I didn't mention up front that we would be taking communion together, but I'd love to leave you in partaking in the Lord's table. Maybe you're doing so uh, with your small group, if you've got your small group watch party going on here, or uh, maybe with your family. But what a time to partake of the Lord's table, albeit virtually, to do so together. Uh, so if it's bread or a cracker uh, and some juice or water, whatever you can find that would be, again, symbols of Christ's body and blood broken and shed for us, please do so uh, in, in the next 20 to 30 seconds and now lead us in partaking of the Lord's table together. Communication is a celebration of the gospel. The gospel being that Jesus took on our sin, received the wages of sin, which was death, in our place, so that he, so that we rather, could be made whole through him. Participation is for anyone that puts their faith and their trust and their hope in Jesus Christ. So we welcome you. Even in this moment, if you haven't yet made a commitment to Jesus Christ, to do so now and to partake with us. The Bible does say, though, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, that we should not take communion in an unworthy manner. And so we like to, every time we come to the table as a Victory Church family, to take an, an, a moment just to examine our hearts, to ponder the gravity of what was done on the cross on our behalf, to, to give reverence and appropriate time and meditation to that, to repent of anything in any way we've fallen short in thought or deed. And to ask God to clean our hearts afresh today. So take a moment and just examine your hearts as I do my own.
Bible says again, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning in the latter part of, latter part of verse 23, that on the night that our Lord Jesus was portrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's eat together. Verse 25, it says, In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's drink together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. Thank you for sending your son to die. Thank you, Jesus, for shedding your blood on Calvary's cross such that we could be redeemed, saved from the penalty of sin, and in this life, God, saved even from the power of sin, and, and someday being saved from the presence of sin. Thank you for paying a debt that we should have but could not we didn't have the currency to pay it and you paid it on our behalf forever we are grateful and we meditate on the goodness of that if you do nothing else for us though you continue to because you're just that good if you do nothing else we're grateful forever grateful and as such we present our lives as living sacrifices to you which is only our reasonable service in jesus name Amen. Amen. Family, we love you. We thank you for again joining us during this time. And I pray that you would come back in subsequent weeks as we continue to unpack more about the Holy Spirit and the necessity for the Holy Spirit to dwell on the inside of us and to live in and through us so that we can live victorious lives. Um, and as I referenced earlier in a prayer, if there are those listening now who have yet to uh, commit your lives to Jesus Christ, it's as simple as quoting, reciting with belief that which is written in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. Confessing with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, believing in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. It is then that we are saved, which doesn't mean that it's a storm free life, as we've always said here. But it does mean with Jesus there can be a storm-proof life. It means that in a season such that we are experiencing now, yes, we'll feel the difficulty and the challenges uh, that are very real. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can overcome and go through the experience with a joy that's unspeakable and a peace that passes all understanding. So we invite you to connect not just with us as a church, but with Jesus. And there are some links uh, in, the, in the chat box there that can facilitate that connection, most importantly with Jesus uh, and further with us if you so choose, but most importantly, Jesus Christ. Family and friends, let's live in victory. Have an amazing day and a blessed week. Bless you.